the old man himself, Ben. Old man, uh, uh, rose and fall down a bone again. Rose and fall down and break a hip. And this is, don't say that. This is uh, Hack the Dino, Hack the Dino's Gaming Cast, where we bring you the past, present, and future of video games, news, previews, discussions, and all that sort of jazz. Um, speaking of jazz, we'll go into that a little bit later on. <laughs> but I am. See what you did there. Uh, uh, the 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 living monarch Ben Rosenthal, <laughs> uh, and I'm joined by one of my co-hosts, uh, Floppy Starrick. Uh, uh, hey, uh, how you, do- how you uh, going? Uh, hey, what, what's what's uh, going on? You're looking very summery, dude. I'm dressed for the weather. It is heckin' hot today. It's it's a bit warm. It's a bit of uh, actually, I'll take these off. Bit of bit of things hard. Bit of sunshine and lollipops. Go, and um, go, go for my Joey Jeremiah look. But uh, once again, Floppy, like yeah, we're, we're at the end of January now. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, in the year of our Lord, uh, Hideo Kojima, 2023. Uh, and we've not seen Anto yet. No, we haven't. And we won't be seeing Anto again tonight, will we? No, we won't, unfortunately. He is currently indisposed. What, what, what's wrong with Anto? He's been made the new stand-in uh, president of America. Oh, the new stand-in one? Yes. Right. Well, he didn't like the old one. Okay. Well, or I can the last that. few. That, well, I mean, I mean, last two. Um, cool. So, so what, what sort of things uh, is President Anto uh, doing? Well, he's trying to right the wrongs. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, stand up for the little folk. Right. Um, take the big folk down a peg or two. Okay. He's okay. just basically, he's basically, he's just being a cool guy. Being very affable. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Affable. Cool guy. Is what we, we call. So we got uh, someone to fill in. Uh, Brayden wasn't available, so we had to go to the backups. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> rough. <laughs> And we've got our good friend, Jazz here. Hello. Jazz is here and Jazz is very camera shy, so Jazz will not go on cam, will you, Jazz? No. You have to go near the microphone, though. No, I will so, not go on cam. She's also not going on cam because Jazz is also doing her folding. <laughs> folding her washing. She's folding her washing while she runs and controls the show. It's actually, it's actually unreal. It's so good. It's not unreal. It's ridiculous. Yeah, talk it's into so the mic, Jazz. Sorry. <laughs> you can pull that closer to you. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so cool. I actually think it's awesome. So, uh, yeah, be kind to Jazz tonight because uh, her evil partner has roped her in again to run his <laughs> stupid game podcast. He's such an asshole. I hate that guy. Yeah. Um, Jazz, we need to have a chat about What are you doing with your life? No, you don't need to have a chat. <laughs> Shut up, man. We lose our backup. Oh, sorry. Uh, Glad that's what you're worried about. Floppy. Yes, mate. What have what, what you been up to and playing? Oh, like supporting the good people at Subway. Yeah. Eat fresh. I, I can't see anything there. Oh, yeah. Invisible glass. What have I been doing? I've been playing some games. <laughs> Dylan, the villain in the live chat asking Jazz what she sees in me. Oh, <laughs> can't you guys see it? Ouch. Oh, my goodness. Dylan and, uh, Dylan and Ben have a... Uh, a long-standing. Um, I got nothing against him. He's just coming at me with all these fifty cuffs. I'm just, I'm just chilled. I try to be nice, and like he should feel privileged because <laughs> I like Townsy's reaction. <laughs> <laughs> For the podcast listeners, uh, Townsy in our live chat has just said, uh, "What what does Jazz see in me? Her reflection in my scalp and bald, polished head." <laughs> that one's a pretty good one, actually. That was, hey, that was um, pretty quick. So all of you watching live, screw you. <laughs> But anyway, anyway uh, I've been playing uh, Callisto Protocol still. I'm nearly finished. Uh, what do you think? I'm very impressed. 
Yeah. I, like, I'm really happy with it. It's really a good kind of. Because it got a bum rap. Yeah, I don't know why. I think it was just haters being haters. Mm. Um, I feel like the gameplay is really good, really balanced. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, if you like horror games, you, it's, it's quite scary. Um, really cool visuals, uh, good length. So it's like probably for everyone else that ten hour thing. So for me, fourteen. Um, dad finish. Oh, I'll totally dad finish it. Yeah. Sweet. Okay, there. I'm not going to go back and play the hardest difficulty. Are you like, are you kidding me? We need to get a top. That says, says dad finish. Dad finish. Yeah. <laughs> dad mode. Just not just dad finish. Dad, dad, dad finish. Just says dad finish on the top. I'm going to get that for the merch store. Done. Uh, Maybe I'll, I'll put some white stains on there as well. That's just for me. Uh, that's that's not part of the design. I've also been watching a TV show. Yeah. The Last of Us TV show. Yep. Super happy. Are we talking about that later? No, we'll talk about it. Oh, dude, I'm so happy with it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, look, I, I, to be honest, I only ever played the game for the first time mm-hmm. like a year and a half ago. I played for some it on reason. P- I don't I know why it I had PS4. Mm, when they I played it on it PS4. Over. Yeah. No, no, I played it on PS5. I played it when it came out for free on the PS4. Yeah, and um, the show. Like, I'm, I'm a fan of Pedro Pascal. Because he's one of the most gorgeous men ever invented. He's, he's yes, he was invented. Hey, in Jazz. A lab. Yeah. You know Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Is he one of the most attractive men ever? Mm. Really? I no, I don't think so. Who would you say is above him? Just one other example of a person who's more attractive than him. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth. Who? Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Thor. Right. Yeah, I will give him that. Yeah, yeah, just you Thor. Can't, yeah, you can't really it. argue with Thor. No. No. It's too big. Yep. Yeah, um, but yeah, so I'm really happy with that show. I was really surprised. Well, uh, not surprised. Um, they have stuck really, really close to the story so far. Yep. A couple of little things that they've changed, but you know, cool, whatever. Um, and it's just it, it just goes to show you how well that game was written as a story from a narrative point well, of view. Considering Druckmann, who was the main director uh, for the games, games, two of them, is he's the second episode Druckmann directed. Yeah. He's yeah. very involved with the writing and everything. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, super happy with that. Really enjoying it, and I'm really enjoying watching it episodically. Like you know, like like God intended us to watch TV shows. Mm. None of this binging stuff. Do you know? Watch what? it. Talk about it for a week. Watch the next one. Uh, as I'm going to uh, write in the newsletter that's coming out, the Hack the Dino newsletter, monthly newsletter, which comes out, you can go over to hackthedino.com and put your name in and, and your email address, and you get a monthly newsletter from us talking about some news things. Speaking of old. Ways of doing things. <laughs> well, that's the theme of this show. Old. Retro. Um, uh, Druckmann was in uh, being interviewed uh, about Last of Us and all that, and mm-hmm. Uncharted came up. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Druckmann said that uh, they're done with it. I mean, that's cool. It compl- and Uncharted. Yep. Yeah, the Uncharted it's all done. Well, they've done five games, six games, four, okay. main, four mainline games. They've done the Vita game and they've done the Lost Legacy. Mm-hmm. And a really good movie that everyone loved. It was alright, but I it was it was it was it was a definite video game movie with oh all yeah. the tropes of a video game movie. Oh yeah. Hey guys, remember this when you played the game? Hey, look, it's Nolan North, his voice actor yeah. for no reason. <laughs> but Just... um, I have been playing something else actually today. Oh really? So in a in an announcement that we'll get to from yesterday, um, Goldeneye. Came to the Xbox, uh, came yeah. to Game Pass. Ba-dum, well, it ba-dum. came to Game Pass and it came to Switch Online Store. Now, a couple of weeks ago, you came around and we played uh, GoldenEye multiplayer. We on, did. Uh, on the old uh, Nintendo, Nintendo 64. 64. How, how fun was that for you? It was, well, I died a lot. Hang on, just uh, technical difficulty. Jazz, you can full screen that. 
Okay. I'll get rid of the sorry the, the stuff. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look, I I really enjoyed playing that because it was a nostalgic connection to things I used to do in 1996. Yep, uh, 97 something like that. Um, when did it come out? 96, 97. So I I because I've not played it in a long long time. Took a while to warm up. But how was it? Yeah, that was all about me? 35 seconds. It took <laughs> you to warm up. How, how was it playing against me when I had warmed up? Oh, it was ridiculous. It was, I, it was spawn, walk around a corner, die. <laughs> But um, I... Floppy wouldn't let me play with proximity mines, everyone. No. I just flat out said no. <laughs> or I'd kick his TV over. Uh, but today, I booted up on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. So if you've got Game Pass, it's not going to cost you anything. Or you've got Nintendo Switch Online Extra. It's not going to cost yes, you anything. Yes, but Game Pass has got modernized controls that use just your standard sort of left stick for moving, right stick for looking. I wonder if the Switch version does if you use the Pro Controller. Well, I don't know. Because from where I could see in, in the chat and Discord apparently and, and online, apparently the Switch controls are a bit rubbo. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know why, because I haven't tried it. Townsley might be able to enlighten us a little bit. Yeah, right. But um, yeah, it was actually really good. The visuals are really crisp, and they don't look stretched or anything like that. It's just okay. really bright and nice. In the live chat, we've got Nintendvania and Townsley saying that you need to remap all the buttons. So that's good. Oh, you can okay. remap everything. So On the Xbox, it's just normal standard like uh, first-person shooter controls. It was it was really easy to get a hold of and just I was like... No, I'm going to use the Nintendo 64 controller with my three hands the way God intended. <laughs> and by God, I mean uh, um, um, Hideo Kojima. Uh, of course you do. Huh? Of course you do. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, Chris, yeah. good. Yeah, I was like, I will play through it. I'm like, I'm going to play through this campaign, and I played the first three levels. I, I did the what the dam, yep, the facility, and the runway. Yep, great, great mm. levels. Oh man, I want to play it. I'll play it on my 64. Jazz, you ever played Goldeneye? No. Jazz, no. You, ever, you, you ever you ever played a game with me? Aladdin on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, Jazz, <laughs> Super you t- Mario Brothers. Yeah, why don't you tell the story about what happened last time you played Super Mario Brothers? But Ben, you've told it so many times. You have told it. You've, they already know this story. It's fine. Okay, well. <laughs> fine. It's like, Jazz is really crap at video games. <laughs> ben likes to do not poke like fun that. at people who don't play games as well as he does. It was adorable. I, I just walked in and I've been playing this I'm for three resilient. hours. Okay. Were you having a good time, Jazz? Yeah. Excellent. That's the point, isn't it? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Do you know what else is the point? You know what? I can't get past those fucking games. Like the Mario ones? <laughs> no, like Aladdin. and, and that. They're so damn hard. They are hard. They're but so that was good, though. They and had the Lion King. Lion King's ridiculous. I think yeah, I could get further hard. in Aladdin than I could in Lion King. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that uh, uh, can't wait to be king level, where you had to roar at the monkeys and then jump. No, and I don't even know if I got that far. I don't think I got past the first level of, of Lion King. Aladdin, I liked the first level because it's that whole one step ahead of the law, man. Mm-hmm. That thing. Well, yep. I played Hollow Knight as well, and that was too hard. And then I met Ari Gibson, and then he was like, you can run away from the bad guys. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Just like in real life. I didn't try again. Um, no, uh, Hollow Knight is a hard game. Yes. Too hard. Like got Townsy in the chat saying Little Mermaid on Game Boy was bullshit. Why? Uh, I think he just means push it hard. Oh, okay. Yeah, but not like a crap game, just hard. Games back then had to be hard because you got one a year, maybe two. Yeah, yeah. and if, if, you lucky. Finished, if you weren't hard, you'd finish them in a day. And then like the game companies realised, oh, hang on, if we make these easier, they'll finish them quicker and we can get more games uh, out 
onto consoles. So that means more money. So let's make them a lot easier. Yes. Have you played DuckTales yet that you picked up? No, no, I haven't yet. I will. Such a good game. Going to set up a CRT, I think. Yeah, well, if only uh, if only one of your uh, uh, co-hosts found <laughs> an exact <laughs> copy of their TV uh, on the side of a road for you to have. Quite possibly. I've, I mean, I do have a CRT, but it's not as good, so it might be moving so that on. I was driving home the other day and uh, did a U-turn because uh, I, I saw a TV that's exactly like mine with the subwoofer just on the side of the road. And I went, oh, I think it... Uh, do I... Yep, screw it. So I picked it up. It's bloody heavy. It's like 30 kilos. Put it in the back of the car, bought it home. Weighs as much as Ben's ego. <laughs> <laughs> I've been working out. It's All 40 right. kilos now. Uh, <laughs> and plugged it in and it seemed to work. So I jumped onto our Discord and said, uh, people uh, in, in host Discord, who wants it? And Floppy said, yes, please. And uh, that was a pointless story that I'm sharing with you, our lovely viewers. Should we... Uh, I said Steam DuckTales. No, no, no. I got a boxed DuckTales for the SNES. NES. NES, sorry. Oh, fake gamer. Oh, and I played Donkey Kong as well. Which one? Country? Yeah. Yeah. I started playing yeah. Tropical Freeze again the other day with my kids. Donkey Kong Country 2 is still the best Donkey Kong Country game. Okay. Yeah. It is. I've got that. So do I. That's one of the games I told you to buy. It's true. Anyway, should we look at uh, uh, this uh, Xbox Developer Direct that happened uh, yesterday? Do you want to tell everyone where they can hear about us? Uh, oh, yeah, I do. Here, now, with your ears. <laughs> Open them up. Open up those ears and eat our words with your ear teeth and your tongue. Just, just ear teeth? Get your ear teeth and tongue out. I think I saw that movie. Chomp, chomp those words and, and swallow them down your uh, esophagus. That's right. You too can eat our words. You can go over to Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher. Catch us on podcast form. Uh, you can catch us on Instagram and Facebook for all of the cool little posts that we make. Yeah. Little shorts as well that are doing quite well. Uh, yeah, very sh- uh, very shorts. Uh, very good very shorts. Short. They're, uh, I'm basically... My shorts that I wear. We've got the $20 retro hunt going at the moment mm. where we each have uh, each of the hosts have $20 to try and upgrade throughout the year. Uh, we'll give an update a little bit later on. Uh, but I, whenever I've been going out hunting, I've just been taking videos of me looking around, finding stuff and just editing them down and putting them up there. And that, you know, we've had pretty decent reaction to that. So we'll keep that going. Uh, Got to get these people to... To start recording their hunts as well, right, so just, I can. I'll stop work. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you can catch those on. I think they're on the Facebook. Where you can see those as well. And uh, probably not Facebook. Facebook YouTube. But you can and see them on YouTube, Instagram, Instagram uh, or you can catch the live show on Twitch. Yep. Or basically, you possibly are doing right now. Just go to hackthedino.com where you can uh, see all the things. You can you can see all our links, and you can also sign up for the newsletter, which would make me feel less. Um, Inferior. Afrinix has said in the chat, let's face it, no one is going to beat Ben in the retro challenge. Well, what do you mean? Here's where it is. If you were going for value, Ben would win. Yeah. Uh, hands down. Because the guy is, is well, hungry for it. <laughs> uh, but also, that's, he does a lot of this. He's, he's very, very good at it. But you guys are going to vote for who has the coolest item. Exactly. At the end of the year, the fans, the hackadactyls are going to vote for who wins. Yeah. So I can save up $1,000 and buy, you know, three... Nintendo 64s and go this is what I've got but if Floppy goes hey guess what I've got a dev kit it'd be like oh damn well maybe <laughs> that's won. what they think is cool yeah exactly we actually have no idea because it's all up to you guys yep yep mm. uh, uh, I will just point out in the, the chat Michael Towns has made a comment I made a joke about you talking about ear teeth yep and I made a pass away comment that no one would get because it was referring to a film that some friends and I watched one drunken New Year's Eve probably about 15 years ago he made a comment. He's seen the film too, and he even knows what one I'm talking about. That was weird. 
Well, I think it just shows we know our demographic. <laughs> yeah, it's called teeth. It's not a great time. Don't watch it. <laughs> Don't watch it. Uh, speaking of something we probably shouldn't have watched. Um, no, that's a bit mean. Uh, Xbox developer direct happened yesterday as we're recording this. Um, I'm still waiting for it to happen. <laughs> so uh, I think we'll give our, our uh, thoughts before. Sure. Um, so I appreciated that uh, Xbox tried to do something different with this. Uh, I enjoy having a look behind the scenes and what goes on in the uh, making of games. Actually, yeah, no, you're right. That seeing was the studios, a bit more fresh. Like they showing the studios and showing the workers there and how that's all laid out. Um, obviously, it's all dressed up for cameras and whatnot. But yeah. I did enjoy hearing from select developers. The ones that had charisma were actually very entertaining. <laughs> there were some that, that one. <laughs> there were some that didn't, and that was painful. Ben gets angry if people don't have charisma. I don't get angry. <laughs> I just think... That That's why he like me. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, yeah, I just, I just think that uh, people... Should... Are they all Jeff Keelys? <laughs> They're all Jeff Keely. They're all, all Jeff Keely. Goddamn Jeff Keely. Oh, he's got charisma. It's just that it's really? the wrong kind. Where does he keep it? <laughs> well, Locked got... up in a vault for no one to ever see? He's got a small little spurt that comes out. Ooh, gross. Yeah. Uh, pff, I'm supposed to show you that on podcasts. Stinks. Uh, you're right. No, you're right. It was nice seeing the dev stuff. My my complaint was yep, it, yep. every section went on too long. Yeah, I was going about to say the same as well. Like, um, it was cool to see the games, but the devs spoke too much. Yeah, uh, we about have, weirdly specific bits. Yeah, so we don't actually like for me for the way I interpreted it, we don't have any association or attachment to these devs. Like, mm -hmm. I'd never heard of these people majority. Uh, first up like obviously some of the big wigs I had heard of but mm. there was no real attachment there it's not like Kojima coming up and talking about Metal Gear Solid 6 um, <laughs> wow I heard that eye roll all over the world I hope so <laughs> uh, Man, I almost saw what was in the back of my head <laughs> um, yeah so I forgot what my point was oh we have no attachment to them so because we, we have no attachment to them uh, concentration lapses really quick mm. uh, we just want to see the game we just want to no more. I did like the fact that they went, these are five games that we're uh, talking about and yeah. we knew that ahead of schedule. Yep. Uh, and the, that's what they showed. There was one surprise as well, which was very nice, but we'll go on that a little bit later mm. on. Um, what did you think overall, Floppy? Uh, look, I wasn't blown away. I think the information or the games that they talk about are fine, mm -hmm. but they could have done it in half the amount of time. Easy. Yep. That's, the, that's, the, that's, that's my issue. Yep. It was cool to see the games they've been working on. Uh, did we want to go into which games they talked about? Yeah, we will. Um, I'll just say that like Nintendo do 44-minute long directs, right? Yeah, but they also talk about like 75 games in there. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. Like, we're used to Nintendo coming along and just cramming it full of like 70 yeah. games in 40 minutes. And you get a taste of each one. Yeah. And then it's on to the next one. So you never have a chance to... Like, it's just dopamine hit, dopamine hit, dopamine hit, dopamine yeah. hit. You don't have a chance to breathe until you get to the end and go, oh my God. Yeah. Whereas this was more like a, I don't want to say documentary, but it was. It was kind of like a documentary. A yeah. mini documentary on each of these games that are coming out that you should get excited about. And I did appreciate what they did and I did appreciate that they tried something different. Uh, How I just, long did it go for? About 44 minutes. I yeah, think. if it went for 20 minutes, yeah. 25 minutes, five minutes each game. Yeah. That's and all I mean, you needed. Not all games are going to be for everyone. Like one of the games, for example, there was a, a Elden Ring uh, expansion and they that talked, they announced. But they didn't even talk about the expansion. They talked more about the t past 20 DLCs that you can get for free now. Yeah. And I mean, that was their selling point. I, even I went, oh, that's cool. That's not a selling point. That's like, hey, here's a selling point. 40 hours of downloads. Yeah. True. <laughs> but 
Anyway, let's let's actually get into it. So first yeah. up, we right. had Minecraft Legends, which was announced to be launching April 18. Floppy, you want to go into this one? Uh, sure. So for some reason, you've then elaborated that it'll be release, it'll release on Tuesday, April 18th. Yeah. Uh, so you can explore and we'll introduce a PvP mode. Uh, two teams of up to four players each work together to collect resources, build a base, lay siege to the opposing team's forces. Uh, release on April 18th on Xbox Game Pass, PC Games Pass, Windows 11 slash 10, uh, Xbox Series X and X, and Xbox One Plus, PlayStation, PlayStation 5, 4. It releases on everything. <laughs> it is everything. It, it's coming out everywhere. Yeah. Um, this is one of those ones, like, I thought this was really cool and I was actually interested, but I didn't need to hear a guy talk about the strategy he uses playing the game for 10 See, minutes. See, I actually like that. I, 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 I was like, dude, shut up. <laughs> no, I was actually looking forward to... I, I enjoyed hearing them go, well, what I do when I'm playing this is I do this and I do this. Well, I, that, that's fine for 30 seconds. Yeah, but it was true. literally about five minutes. I also really enjoy the fact that they've gone to a P versus P for Minecraft. Like, this is going to be huge. It's like, see, that... I mean, I don't care about PvP. Right. But I really liked what it looked like. I like how it looked. I like the fact it's PvP. I also really enjoyed the fact that each of the worlds, every time you load in, is randomly generated. Yes. Yeah. Which Proce I thought was procedurally awesome. generated. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, procedurally generated. So when you go in, you have no idea what you're going to be doing, where you're going to get all the good materials, mm. what you're going to uh, be able to achieve, where your enemies are going to be spawning. Uh, I think it's great. Uh, and I find it very interesting. And I thought it was a really good way to start the dev. Um, yeah. Actually, actually, I think Minecraft is a great one to start with because not... Even if you don't play Minecraft, everyone knows Minecraft. Look, I'm not the biggest Minecraft player. Like the most I've played uh, Minecraft is when Parker was younger, and I had it on my 360. Like she was playing, playing games a lot. with you. Um, yeah, when when, <laughs> when I was cool. Uh, to her, <laughs> don't joke. To her, okay, to her. Sorry, that was never. <laughs> yeah. uh, so what would happen when she was about six or so? She'd play, and she'd just go in explorer mode and, mm. and just explore. I do so, that with my kids. Yeah, when she go to creative bed. mode. Yeah, creative mode. Yeah. Uh, she'd go to bed. I would go in. Destroy her. all of her things. No, quite the opposite. I'd go in and I'd make like little shrines or make little things Aww. for her to come across and actually You're discover. Dad, and, and yeah, and years later, she played um, Breath of the Wild and, and had the same similar experience because of it. Yeah, it uh, so yeah, that, that's about my extent of Minecraft. Uh, I do appreciate what it is and the mm. fact it's the highest selling game of all time. Uh, and think it definitely has an audience and encourage it to keep yeah. doing what it's doing. I really liked the Minecraft Dungeons, which was like the Diablo-style yeah, cool. light thing. Because I liked, yeah. Once again, kind of thought it was pretty cool to see a different game with that sort of aesthetic. Yeah. Style. Um, I reckon you can talk about the next one as well because it's one of your... It is one of my babies. picks for yeah. uh, the fantasy, fantasy critic. critic that we'll go into a bit later as well. Uh, so we got a Forza Motorsport launching in, I think they said early 2023. Mm -hmm. um, so this is the most technically advanced authentic racing game the team has ever made. Uh, built to take full advantage of Xbox Series X and S. I'm going to go is built to take full advantage of X because S is substantially less powerful. How much less powerful? Substantially. <laughs> really? Uh, it's kind of... Like comparable to Xbox One X. I was going to ask how, yeah. how, how is the it? S is. Yeah, wow. uh, so this features an incredible new online racing mode and an all new car building focused single player career. That I'm kind of keen on. Um, Do you know what the biggest disappointment with this is? What's that? The fact that we had to watch this in 1080p when I know for a fact that if we had 4K and not watching it over a streaming, yeah. this would look spectacular. Yeah. I think it just took some of the wind out of the sails. The Forza Motorsport games, they always look amazing. Like, I never, ever doubt that they're going to look fantastic. I'm, I usually play the Horizon ones because I'm more of an arcade player than I am a sim player. Mm -hmm. 
but there was something about this one that looked really cool. Um, I did, once again, they spent way too long talking about the specific details of the paint scratches and how many different kinds of paint scratches and you can get. And where the dirt, like the dirt gathers oh. in the right spot. Uh, see, this is... Like, they were, they were very proud of what they'd achieved, and that's great. Um, this is what annoyed me about it. Like, admittedly, I was watching this after a long day of work um, when everyone else was having a day off, but that's, you know, whatever. Uh, they were talking about attention to detail, blah, blah, mm. blah. Just as they showed on screen, one car side-swiping another and then pulling away and there was no scratches or dents. Well, no, I'm also assuming this is pre... I know, but like footage, but they have control of the footage. Why would you talk about attention to detail True. and then yeah, show it was some a little bit silly. That's not, you know, pre-rendered. But um, no, it is something that I'm actually I'm keen to check out. Whether I keep playing a motorsport game, uh, we'll see how it goes. I will always keep playing the Horizon ones. But yeah, then we got a bit of a surprise. Oh heck yeah! Hi-Fi Rush to like, I was at work just watching the Twitter stream come through, so mm-hmm. I wasn't watching it live. And then everyone in my uh, timeline just started talking about this game. Mm. And I'm like, oh man, I'm getting Sunset Overdrive vibes. I'm getting Dreamcast vibes. That's exactly what I got, Sunset Game Overdrive. Vibes. And I'm like, oh, what is this? Jet Set Radio, Sunset Overdrive. Uh, so it's an over-the-top single-player rhythm action game in which the entire world moves to the beat of music. Mm. Players take control of Chai, a free-spirited slacker with rock star ambitions whose music player I like him already. is fused into his chest. Chai must defend himself through rhythmic combat featuring licensed tracks from iconic rock bands including Nine Inch Nails and the Black Keys with the help of Motley Crue allies. Freaking Nine Inch Nails, man. Um, My boy Trent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, Jess? It looks awesome. Yeah, it, it looked really cool. Um, some of the dialogue was a little bit cringe for me. But again, I, I think, think this is, it's meant to be cringe for this kind of thing, man. It's like, like it's, it's the kind of game where cringe is the style it goes for and, it's, and so they're, they're, it fits. Yeah. Yeah, I think this looks really cool. I love the look of it. Uh, mm. I, I love the idea of a rhythmic action game. Uh, of course, it draws parallels with the Cadence of Hyrule. Uh, that sort of uh, jam. But I picked that up the other day. Did you? Yeah, I got Ooh. it cheap. You need to let me know when another cheap one comes in. You don't have one. I've got it digitally. I don't have a physical. <laughs> I need it for my Zelda collection. Uh, but yeah. I got it. Great game. What I liked about this is when the devs were announcing it, they went, hopefully this hasn't leaked, but it's available today. Had you heard anything about it? Nope, no, no one had. I had heard nothing they, and it was out. I, I downloaded it or I set it to download before I came to, to here tonight. Awesome. So I'm so, going to be playing it tomorrow. Do you know what other game they've got? Uh, Later tomorrow. The, the uh, developer studios did? What's that? Ghostwire Tokyo. Oh, shit. It's the same people. Okay, yeah, there you go. Uh, so, yeah. Really fun. I haven't played it yet. Uh, I would like to play it, and I'll get around to playing it. I'm kind of hoping that it's not going to live just on the Xbox. It is a Bethesda game, though. I think it probably will. You reckon? Yeah. You don't think they'll release it elsewhere? Or maybe onto PC later. Yeah. Or they'll they'll leave it to PC and Switch, but it's never to PlayStation. No. I mean, I wouldn't mind on Switch. It's all right. It is what it is. I'm totally fine with consoles having console exclusives, Mario. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Ah. Ah, so next one online... While Ben dies, have some so, water. <laughs> I swallowed some air. Oh, swallowed air. I feel like you should have had many years of practice at that. <laughs> well, it's not hair, is it? Uh, yeah. Talk about, uh, talk about that, uh, True, that, it's that, not. that fun. That, that. Uh, so the next one that uh, we got announced was the Elder Scrolls Online Necrom, uh, launching in June. Um, they talked about stuff, about Necrons. Apparently yeah. people want Necrons. Uh, apparently, people have wanted Necrons for a while, so they, they, 
They're giving all you folk who want Necrons, you get Necrons. What is a Necron? A Necron uh, is like a necromancer, yeah. like, like, a, like an undead, I believe. Someone who brings dead people to life. Oh, like that. Okay. There you go. Um, um, so be, people have been apparently people have been screaming for them for years, and they've decided to finally do it. Oh, I'm just glad um, they'll shut up now. Jeez, yeah. just uh, every time, just like quiet down, I'm trying to sleep, and they go, "Where's our necroms?" Like I'm cool that I'm cool that I'm glad this thing exists for the people that uh, enjoy it. Like I, it is I I picked up Elder Scrolls Online for just to check it out like a couple of years ago, and because it is one of those things that keeps coming out or with expansions, it literally took me like two days to download it. I think I and got update it. Um, this is like no, I I got Morrowind for like a dollar at a show and it was a dollar PS4 oh, yeah. game and I went, oh yeah, alright. Never put it in my uh, PlayStation. <laughs> you know what? Was it new or second hand? Second hand. Then it's not even Morrowind, it's just the base game, mate. Oh, really? Yep, because everything expansion is on a code which is one use. Oh, right. So, <laughs> if I did put it in, it'd just be... Just the base Elder Scrolls Online. Oh, well. I'll never play it anyway because... Nope. Who cares? Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah. It, it's for someone. It's, it's for a lot of people. It's for a lot of people. They release and this every on. June because, mm. you know, it's, it's still alive. And it is, They, I will give them this, they they placed the game, the releases they were talking about quite well, like it's in the middle. Mm. You don't want to start with Elder Scrolls Online. You also definitely don't want to finish with it. Yeah. So, throw it in the middle. Good on them. Cool. All right, and then... Oh, next one, your favourite. Yeah, so I was looking forward to seeing uh, where this was going. It was, of course, delayed twice last year, Redfall. I think so. Um... Vampire Time. And they showed extended gameplay uh, showing the open world, the wicked vampires, including a sneak peek of the mighty vampire gods, player customization, psychic vampire nests, and much more. Uh, after seeing this and the extended gameplay and the open world, I got to say I'm not impressed and also really worried about this game. Oh, I'm not worried about it. I just think it looks a bit trash. <laughs> like, the first mission they chose to showcase was just a fetch quest. Yeah. And they showed like you walking around this creepy house with blood messages written on the walls and a jump scare. It's, uh, and it's like, well, I saw this in 2002. Like, <laughs> and in 2008. And yeah, it's an old trope. Like old trope, but old gameplay. Yeah. Um, they didn't show any of these exciting weapons. Like apparently you can get a uh, like a rapid fire machine gun that shoots out wooden stakes. That's pretty cool. But they didn't show that. They showed like shotguns and whatnot. Uh, they showed you've got this like little robot dog that you can distract mm. people with uh, because you've got occultists who have joined the side of the vampires. Canine. And like you send that in. They showed it sending it in and distracting it. And the occultists who are humans just go, huh? What? What's that? And then there was one like two meters away still standing at attention and not seeing this guy go, huh? What? What's that? And then you shoot this guy. He falls down and dies. And the other guy who's two meters away, who didn't see the dog or hear the gunshots or see his uh, fellow still stands there. compadres, yeah, still standing there going... It's like, it's like the bad guys in Goldeneye. Exactly. <laughs> like, this is a game from 1998. Uh, i super worried about it. I was not impressed at all. I Even in our Discord, which you can join by heading over to hackthedino.com and Always clicking the Discord button. Always up for a plug, button. this guy. Um, it's just attention. Uh, and... Yeah, I'm really worried. I put it in our Discord. Uh, is anyone else actually really worried about this? I think you answered. No, I don't care. Uh, no, I don't really I care know a couple it. of people were worried. Afrinix, for example, in our live chat, uh, mentioned that they were very worried about it as well. Is Afrinix in the chat, Are you? is this something you were keen for and then you've been turned off because of the stuff you've seen? I was really, Maybe. really hoping that this would be a, uh, a cool first-person shooter that, you know... Did something vampires. different. Well, it did something. Broke the yeah. mold. But Play it, Evil it's, West. 
you get all of that. Well, it's not a first-person shooter, is it? Is yeah, it a third person? Third person. Um, but yeah, it's just I, I'm, I'm worried. I'm to the point where I think it's actually going to score sixties. Like uh, six out of ten. I yeah, I reckon it'll be. Yep, uh, yep. I'll I'll back that. That's my prediction. I, I just mm-hmm. think it's going to be a whole heap of nothing, and it's one of uh, Xbox's big exclusives. I mean, they've also got Starfield coming out soon. But well, <laughs> they, no, hang on. They've also got Starfield. Yeah, well, okay. Coming out soon. Who knows? All right. Um, so that was the uh, developer direct type thing. Um, yeah, any any parting thoughts, Floppy? What do you, nah, you think? Look, I think they. I, it was good to see them try something new, and I'd like them to keep doing that. I think they just have to refine it down a little bit. They don't need a 45-minute direct when they've only got five games to talk about. Yeah, I think they should have included more or made it shorter. Yes, 100%. Uh, I do think they're going to do... Are they, is there rumours that they're going to do an entire direct just for Starfield? Uh, I think it's been announced, actually. Uh, I was looking at one of my new sites. Damn, should have made that a prediction. <laughs> yeah, should have. Uh, new Xbox Summer Showcase has been announced. Uh, we'll be. They've said Starfield will have its own one. Yeah. Uh, Xbox Showcase number... This is how I read all the time, sorry. Like Bugs Bunny? Yep. That's uh, Pocky Pig. I think you're fine. Okay. Yeah, so they're going to have a summer showcase as well as a Starfield one. I'm assuming summer over there is E3 time? Yeah, summer there. That's where the middle Summer of the Games year. Fest yep. is. Yeah, middle of the year. Um, so they've still got Fable. Uh, oh, I forgot about Fable. Which apparently is running on the sa- the Forza game that we saw. Yeah. Is going to be is using the same engine as the Fable game. Oh, damn. That'll look pretty. So it will look very pretty. That'll look real pretty. Hopefully. I, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. That's and Ooh. Perfect Dark. We haven't heard anything about Perfect Dark. Uh, is there actually going to be a Perfect Dark? Well, I don't know. Well, like, we saw a CGI trailer. It might just be uh, Metroid Port Prime 4-ing. <laughs> Townsy in the chat. Too Fable, Too Furious. <laughs> That'd be good. <laughs> I'd watch that. Um... A little bit more news during the week. <laughs> is, in, is it news? Is it news really? Or is it the inevitable coming in to something pass? something none of us saw coming and uh, certainly didn't call day one. <laughs> I think we all did. Marvel's Avengers by Crystal Dynamics, the Sony exclusive, is done. Done. Uh, oh, I missed out my heaps good line that I put here. From the game that brought you headlines such as Marvel's Avengers update leaks your IP address. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, Xputer reported last December that the end was in sight uh, for Marvel's Avengers and preparations were being made to sunset the title in 2023. Uh, Marvel's Avengers will get no more content updates after 2.8 is released in March. Uh, Crystal Dynamics said when update 2.8 releases in on March 31st, credits will no longer be purchasable and all remaining credit balances will be converted to in-game resources to aid ongoing adventures. Uh, this shutdown was supposedly brought forward due to the lead for the game no longer being with Crystal Dynamics for reasons we won't go into. Draw your own conclusions. Uh, yeah, this game's just been a whole bunch of disappointment. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, Dylan the villain and I have share of a, uh, an opinion on this. Like it was, I played it. Did you play any of it? I did. I, well, I remember we all got the demo. Yeah. So like the actual. Sort of this little the actual gameplay as you're playing as a character was good. The 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 controls were cool. The special abilities were awesome. The characters were cool. It's that damn live service thing that kind of screwed it all up. It was just repetitive. Like the single player, the the campaign was apparently real fun. It was, and it was a good sort of you know six seven hour game. It was yeah, it was. It was just a shame that they didn't focus on that. They just went and for that flesh that out destiny money, and yeah. I think it's because of how this game performed is why. Uh, we saw Gotham Knights sort of yeah turn on its turn and, and be more of a 
you know, not a live service. Yeah. And like Suicide Squad, we're hearing rumors now that a battle pass was leaked for it. Yeah, I heard something about that. So, too. you know, we're all thinking, oh, maybe they're redoing stuff. Maybe they're still going for it. I, I just don't think uh, there is room or a desire for a... I think there's always room, but it's going to be very well done. Like, I think even The Division did it good, but it didn't have the lasting ability that, say, Destiny has. Well, I mean, is De- Destiny still going strong, It's right? still... They just released another thing for Destiny 2, like another expansion, I think, a couple of, couple of months ago. Right. Yeah, so... Well, there's um, one coming out soon. Something like that. But, I mean, what other games of service have you got? Uh, really, Fortnite? Fortnite, but even, is that even really a games of service? Because you don't have to put any money in. No, you don't. I don't know. I don't know, like, I, I just, I'm old and I'm confused and I, I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know what games and are about And that's how anymore. this podcast got started. Speaking of old. Yes. These games are retro now. Oh, this is, this made me feel real old so looking through this list. the official Hack the Dino law or standard for retro games is that it's 15 years after release that it becomes retro. And baby, that means 2008 Every game that was released then is going to be retro very, very soon yeah, at some point this year. I'm coming up to my third lot of retro myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I found, well, we, I should say we found some of the more popular games that you may not realize are retro now. Uh, old. Jazz, let us know if you know of any of these games. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jazz. Uh, am I going for the first one? First, first one. one. Yep. Coming out January 22. Uh, so what year was this? Uh, 2012? So, what? 2012, 2008. 2008, I mean, sorry. Maths. Yeah. Mm. We'll get to maths later on. Oh, good. Yeah, oh, you wait. <laughs> uh, Burnout Paradise. Uh, so a 2008 open world racing game developed by Criterion Games and published by Electronics Arts for the PlayStation 3. It has also been re-released on Switch, PS4, Xbox One. All sorts. This game is so much fun. Yeah, you've played this, right? I've not. You, you, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna level with you. A lot of these games I've not played. Wow, man, this game is such. This is uh, Anto really loves this game too. Right, it's a good time. Uh, so it is that real arcadey open world racer, smash through billboards, go around, get boosts, just like carnage and mayhem without being like the Carmageddon or stuff like that. Uh, reviewers felt the game had an excellent sense of speed and praised the open world gameplay. Uh, did you know? Did you know? We've put little did you know facts mm. for each of these. Did just, you know? Just to spice it up. The game has been the subject of several academic papers investigating a range of fields often connected to the title's intensity and need for fast reaction time. I, I swear you put some of these words in just to <laughs> screw with me. Uh, these include studios on gamer cardiology. Studies. Phenomenological. <laughs> Uh, correspondence and control abstraction and computer game pedo- is that even a word yeah pedagogy pedagogy yeah yeah that's yeah. like uh, how you do things right yeah like, like how you- your reaction like hand-eye coordination now pedagogy is like how you learn yeah with hand-eye coordination yeah okay yeah so like that's amazing that mm. this has actually been taken to an academic sort of level. Yeah, and used for that. Just like uh, when you used to hear when the Wii launched, like they were buying it for um, retirement villages. Yeah. So people could get exercise by doing Wii bowling and all that sort of stuff. Done. But yeah, Burnout Paradise is such a good time, man. Like Just um, out of uh, curiosity as well, mm-hmm. for my fellow dino hosts partaking in the $20 retro challenge. Yes. All these games are up for grabs. Which ones? All the ones that are in 2008. Oh, yeah. These are mm. so these are things. These are included in Retro Challenge. Mm. All right. 
Second game. So you, you own this game? Uh, the Burnout? Burnout? Yes. Did I not have it up here? No, I didn't bring it. Sorry, I tried to bring games that I owned from the Retro Challenge, uh, from the Retro Now. Would you say it was one of the best games ever made? I'd say it would be up in the top 10 racing games. I would put it in my top 10 racing games. Really? Yep. Huh. I'd probably put it in the top five. Wow. There you go. They said at a very quick thought, without putting much thought into it, I'd probably hit it into the top five, I think. Because uh, it's, it's fun. Well, not much thought. <laughs> yeah. Mate, I ain't even going to lie. That's just totally just true. Shooting from that hip. 100% accurate. <laughs> um, yeah, it is just because it's so much fun and it looks really good. Uh, so me. No. Okay, uh, January yeah. 31st, uh, Super Smash Brothers Brawl came out in 2008. So it's now retro. Now, Smash Brothers Brawl is the one for the Wii. This is not is, the GameCube. <laughs> the Wii <laughs> is Melee is the the other one, isn't it? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so the third installment of Super Smash Brothers series. It was announced at pre E three two thousand five press conference by Nintendo president Satori Iwata. I can't even say his name. Oh, I'm so sorry, Satori Iwata. Iwata son. Um, no worries. You give me all the bloody medical jargon. You can't <laughs> say a dude's name. It includes a more extensive single-player mode that is than its predecessors, known as the Subspace Emissary. The mode is a plot-driven, side-scrolling beat-em-up featuring computer-generated cutscenes, and this was fantastic. Uh, I don't think it's been eclipsed since. Uh, is it this one, or is it Melee that quite often gets used for tournaments? Uh, Melee gets used for tournaments, the GameCube okay. one. But this one had... Um, I believe this is the one where you... Right at the end, uh, you play as Link... You're playing as Link, Zelda, and Ganon, and they all sort of look at each other and, and nod their heads, and they've decided huh. that they're all going to work together to go and defeat Master Hand. And as they go up, Master Hand comes out and just knocks the crap out of Zelda and Ganondorf. <laughs> and so it's just Link, and he comes in and starts beating up Link, and then all of a sudden you hear this, and in this blue blur just goes, and he looks and he goes, and Sonic's there. Actually, you know what? I'm pretty sure Ant's talked about that. Yeah, I think that and I have spoken about it, yeah. It uh, uh, fires off a little neuron of memory. Yeah, it, it's just a great. Uh, all of a sudden, like I knew Sonic was in the game, mm -hmm. but for him to appear like that right at the end of the game and like so to that be is the a savior. single player. Yeah, single thing. player. So like the game. You, like the tournament style thing, like like you would with a Street Fighter or something. Yeah. So how I've many only Smash ever played games? it multiplayer. Oh, okay. So it's basically the multiplayer game, but they pitch you against other bad so versions of the characters. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they tried to repeat it again in the later one, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, you know it wasn't as good, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, I've only ever played it with people, like people in a party situation, yeah. and I'm really bad at it. Um, but both my uh, my older um, spawn uh, really good at it. Really? Yeah, like oh, it sucks playing games with them because they're so good. Yes, yeah, I can't beat them at anything. I've played Anto once, Street Fighter. No. It was Street Fighter 2 Turbo on my arcade machine. Yes. And he whooped me and I went, well, that's never happening again. They're <laughs> just never doing it. Uh, no, like, we will we'll sit down and, and do an arcade night. Thing. I want to see a pizza challenge. But Floppy, did you know? Did probably you know? Probably not. Did you know? Mm-hmm. Super Smash Bros. Brawl uses a dual-layer disc due to the size of the game data. Nintendo of America has stated that some Wii consoles may have difficulty reading the higher-density software due to, uh, due to a contaminated laser lens. Nintendo offered a free repair for owners who experienced this issue. Huh, Nintendo giving away something for free. Well, without being told to. Because, you know, most of the time... <laughs> they like it's, it's under... 
People Court th- order. Yeah, <laughs> people are throwing their Wiimotes through TVs. So it's, oh yeah, here's a condom for it and a strap. Uh, or people are burning here's, holes in their hand. Here's some BDSM gear for your <laughs> Wii remote. People are ho- drilling holes in their hand from going like this Mario Party from playing yeah. Mario Party. So they give you a glove. Or, that, that's, look, that's funny. Yep. Or people are going, hey, wh- why is my character moving while I'm not playing with my Joy-Con? And Nintendo go, screw you, it's not our problem. No, they, they had to fix it for free. But yeah, Nintendo. How about that? There you go. Uh, next one off the rank was April 29th. We had this bad boy. Grand Theft Auto 4. Uh, so 2008 action-adventure devel- game developed by Rockstar. Rockstar North, sorry, I should say. And published by Rockstar Games. It's the sixth main entry in the Grand Theft Auto series following 2004's Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. But And I didn't realize this. The 11th installment overall. 11th? 11th. Well, I remember playing the first or the second one, which Whether was, it was a top, top down. down. Yeah, yeah there we go. And then you used to play it at LAN parties. And then three went to... Hey, Jazz. Yo. Do, do you know what a LAN party is? No. What is a LAN party? A LAN party is when all the really cool teenagers <laughs> used Nerds. to carry their big-ass heavy uh, CRT monitors and computers to their friend's house and link them all together and sit down and play games together, like Doom or GTA, and, Quake. and go, oh, I'll grab that MP3 off you. I, I love the remote. The MP3s. And like the MP3 would take... An hour or so. hour and a half to download three meg. Yeah. Anyway. Atrocious. It was know. where all, all the heaps cool people went. But yes, this was the 11th installment overall, which blows my mind because, yeah, I didn't realize there was that many. Uh, as part of the research for the open world, the development team conducted extensive field research in New York. Uh, so this, they went to great lengths. They captured over 100,000 photographs, several hours of video footage. Uh, they considered the world to be the most important element of the game, which... It is. It is, 100%. Yep. And, and it shows that they've continued that thought throughout the process of all the games they've made. Um, though it's not the largest map in the series, they considered it comparable in scope due to its uh, verticality and level of detail. Uh, the budget climbed to over US $100 million, making it one of the most expensive video games to develop at the time. $100 million back 100 in 2008. Million. Like now, so that's like you know a box of chips, but <laughs> a box Good of ones. chips. Good ones. A box of chips, ladies and gentlemen. Kettle. Uh, did you know the game's depiction of violence received mass commentary from journalists no. and government officials occasionally being referred to as a murder simulator? Man, if they could all of a sudden jump forward to now what do you mean? and play some of the shit that we've got. What about... No, that's not true. Like, if you're playing Mortal Kombat 11, right? Yeah. And Johnny Cage um, rips his daughter in half and then sticks his hand up her entrails and uses her as a ventriloquist puppet? Yeah. What, what's so violent about that? What's, what's, That's what's, more disturbing than violent. What, what's wrong with there? What's uh, the ability to drink drive in the game received a lot of criticism. Wait till you get to GT5, people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, resulting in a request for the ESRB to change the game's rating. Which they did. Uh, so now it has the MA15 Plus? Yeah. Or whatever it was in America. Um, R, I think. Yeah, I think our MA15 is their R. Yeah. Silly. Yeah, it is a uh, Grand Theft Auto 4. I I like. I don't particularly like GTA 5. I've never played either of them because it it went. I in my opinion, it went too far into the you're just a bad guy and it would and you had to do things that make me feel uncomfortable. I don't like it. Well, I mean GTA 5. I feel like it glorified it too much. GTA 5 Online sort of like the reason that keeps selling, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. It's the reason you'll never get a GTA 6 because you keep giving them money for GTA 5. Well, we've seen leaks that suggest. Yeah, they're working on it because they'll have it ready, but yeah. 
Why would they when they're still getting billions of dollars every year? Do you reckon they could do like a fortnight and just swap the engine completely over? Don't know. Like just have a, a, not an event, but just go, oh, it's going down for two days. And then it comes back and it's just in the GTA 6 engine. Maybe. You keep everything. Everything's the same. Yeah. But you have a new area now, which is GTA 6. And you can go over there and do that stuff or you can come back here and just keep doing this stuff. I mean, they've got enough money. It's Rockstar. It is. But yeah, in my opinion, GTA um, San Andreas and GTA 4 better than the rest of them. San Andreas for soundtrack because it's amazing. Did you ever play Chinatown Wars? Yes, I've got it on 3DS. Any good? Uh, yes. Yeah, it was fun. More of a top-down thing and, and visual novel style. Oh, really? Mm. I didn't know it was a top-down one. More like that. I reckon I've got it there. Somewhere. But yeah, check it, out. it was on PSP as well, I reckon. Yeah, possibly. Imagine a GTA game coming to a Nintendo console. What the hell? <laughs> All right, The Witch is on there. That's got Geralt's butt. So now we've got um, possibly the best retro game on this list. Possibly best retro game that came out <laughs> that year. Well, why don't we just say possibly our favourite <laughs> this one from this year? I think in order best is subjective. All right, let, let's 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 play um, a little uh, of the music quiz game that we used to do. Let's let's okay. have a thing. Y'all ready for quiz? Bum bum bum. Just see if you can guess what game this is. Ba da da dum bum. What is it, Jazz? Is it Metal Gear Solid? Yes, it is. Well, <laughs> Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriot, came out June 12th, 2008. Is that a point for Jazz in uh, Quiz on Your Face? Um, no. No, but I was cheating anyway. <laughs> She's cheating anyway. <laughs> How are you cheating? So She's got the run sheet there. A point. I've got it up on the screen. Oh, She's yeah. too honest. What was she doing with me? She, she shall know, now be known as Honest Jazz. Uh, HJ, so that's what she is. Honest Jazz, HJ. Set five years after the events of Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty, the story centers around a, pre, a prematurely aged Solid Snake, now known as Old Snake, as he goes Creative. on one last mission to assassinate his nemesis, Liquid Snake, who now inhabits the body of his former henchman, Revolver Ocelot, under the guise of Liquid Ocelot, before he takes control of the Sons of the Patriots, an AI system that controls the activities of PMCs worldwide. Now, if you haven't what's been so confused... Disturb- what's so confusing about that, huh? <laughs> brain melted Straightforward. In black and white, right here. Jazz, you got all that, right? Yep. Yeah, see? <laughs> uh- <laughs> I, like, I like the names. They're really cool. I love Revolver Ocelot. <laughs> Revolver Ocelot is cool. I even I even liked him in in number three when he was young. I maintain that um, it's actually his story. Yep, yeah. I've said that before, haven't I? Uh, I think I Metal Gear. It's not an uncommon theory. Oh really? No. Oh, I thought I was being clever. I um, mean, but yeah, I'm not saying that you didn't come up with it on your own, but also have other people. Yeah. Well, I, I think Revolver Ocelot is great. Uh, Guns of Patriots is set within an alternate history timeline in which the Cold War continued into the 1990s before ending before the turn of the century. The events themselves take place in 2014, five years after Sons of Liberty, and form the final chapter in the storyline covering the character of Solid Snake, providing conclusions to the events that would lead up to Guns of Patriots. Uh so I'm just going to read a little bit of the storyline here for you to explain it a little bit more already. There is such a big paragraph here, I'm just saying. <laughs> Strap yourselves in. <laughs> I can see it. This is, this is uh, the storyline to uh, Metal Gear Solid 4. It's very simple. The world's economy relies on continuous civil wars fought by private military companies which outnumber government military forces. Soldiers are equipped with nanomachines that monitor and enhance their performance on the battlefield controlled by a vast network of the, uh, known as the Sons of Patriots system. Revolver Ocelot, missing since the events of Sons of Liberty, is possessed by the will of Liquid Snake and re-emerges from hiding to a 
to launch an insurrection against the Patriots, a secret cabal that manipulates global affairs from the shadows. In the meantime, Solid Snake is experiencing accelerated aging and has about a year left to live. He's living on board the aeroplane Nomad with Dr. Hal Emmerich, nicknamed Otagon, and Olga Gerschlitzmisch, daughter Sunny, a child prodigy in computer programming. Since the aftermath of the Big Shell incident, Raiden has drifted away from Rose, who apparently suffered a miscarriage with their child and gone to live with her, fo her former commander, Colonel Roy Campbell, who has become a cyborg ninja fighting against the Patriots. Meryl Silverberg commands a PMC inspection unit in the US military, which includes Johnny Sasaki. I don't know how to say his name anyway. Um, anyway, uh, that uh, plot is ridiculous. <laughs> now, you, now you don't need to play the game. Uh, I uh, not only played this game and uh, love every second of it, I also have the novelization of the storyline <laughs> that I've read. And I've got another book which goes through chronological order the entire Metal Gear Solid saga. What was the daughter's name? I missed that. Sunny. I think it was... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sunny, Sunny is the daughter's name. I think this is... A, and this is not to take a piece. This is actually legitimately... I think my least... Like, I love all of the Metal Gear games. Mm -hmm. My least favourite, I think. Really? Yeah. I loved it. And I love it purely... I Honestly, I'll be honest. That... F all right, we're going to spoil a retro game. The ending. With Solid Snake at the grave. Yep. And... The freaking <laughs> naked snake walks up. The two hour long ending. Yeah. <laughs> And you have that, like, Solid Snake's there, and he kills uh, Zero. Yep. And, like, goes, all right, there's only one th thing left to do. It's me. And he goes, well, what are you going to do? Well, you've already killed me. Like, your nanomachines and the, the virus yep, is already, already happening. Me. And he dies in front of uh, uh, Boss's grave. Impossible. Yeah. Oh, man. Good times. A, wrench them heartstrings. What a freaking ending. And then Snake just goes off. And, like, he's been told he's got, like, six months left to live. And he just walks off. That's it. Bye-bye, see you later. Oh, I will give Townsy... Yes, it is a better story than five. It's sorry. a great story. Like, Kojima really pulled it together. Oh, and the fight with Ocelot at the end. Oh, whether on top yep. of the um, Metal Gear. Yep. Uh, not the Metal Gear, the summary. No, the summary. And they're fighting and they go through each of the enemies or like his revolver Ocelot in... Oh, um, and he like all through like... Yeah. All through it. And they're like cut in, into splices with them giving each other jabs so they can keep on fighting and fight off the <laughs> nanobots and... Oh man, what a, what an ending! Uh, go and watch the ending and the fight with Ocelot and the ending of the actual movie. Watch all the cutscenes. Like, there's that really infamous cutscene that has uh, Solid Snake crawling through that oven right, tube, yeah. and while there's a timer going down and like Sunny's in danger, and then you got um, uh, bloody Raiden out there with, killing people with a sword in his mouth. Like, and, action and thriller trope and just oh, everything in there. Just don't play the game. Go and watch the cutscenes in order. It's it's great. What a, what a You heard it now. Ben telling you not to play a game. Well, you know, some people don't have 40 hours to watch cutscenes. What was the did you know? Did you know there was a Metal Gear Solid iPhone game? I did not know this. Metal actually. Gear Solid Touch for the iPhone iPod <laughs> Touch. That is a very... <laughs> that was Snake's own game that he liked An to play. An iPod... Oh, it's a touch shooting game that revisits Guns of the Patriots plot an action through the uh, touch interface. So basically third person and you just touch to shoot your gun. That, that's all it was. However, what was really cool when you did like different grading, um, you got different gradings for how you, well you completed each level mm -hmm. and they converted into points. And with those points, you could go to the shop that was there and buy things like uh, Metal Gear Solid wallpapers and everything. Okay. Uh, that's actually kind of cool. no longer available. You can get it on eBay with like phones that haven't been updated that still have oh. it there and they're like $300, $400. Why would you? Well, because some of us collect Metal Gear Solid games. Yeah, but there's a limit. Like, 
Yeah, there is. Come on. You got to draw the line at some point. Yeah. All, All right. right. Last one, Floppy. Last one. Oh, no, it's not. I'll tell a lie. There's no. heaps more. <laughs> Sorry. Middle one. Uh, so this one, a little, uh, little bit relevant at the moment. A October 13th, Dead Space came out in 2008. Yeah. And remade. Funnily enough, came out today. Re- it? And the remake came out today. I ran out of time to go pick up my copy. As we record this. As we record this. Sorry. Uh, so it was released for the PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, and Microsoft Windows as the debut entry into the Dead Space series. Uh, set on a mining spaceship overrun by deadly monsters called Necromorphs. There's those Necro thingies We're again. very focused on the Necros this show. Hell yeah. We just love um, smashing those dead bodies. <laughs> Saw a movie like that once. Uh, following the discovery... You were in it! I... I don't know what to say to that. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> played <laughs> the dead body. <laughs> oh... <laughs> Following the discovery of an artifact called the Marker, the player controls engineer Isaac Clarke as he navigates the spaceship and fights the Necromorphs while struggling with a growing psychosis. Uh, Jazz, there, might there. Be, there might be an uh, error here. I, this looks like Callisto Protocol. No, it says it's dead space. Oh, right. Okay. No, it just looks similar. Rude. It was very cool because it didn't use heads-up displays. So the suit itself was things like your um, your health bar with the lights on your, on your suit. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're realizing that you think it looks like Callisto Protocol. It's the same same development team. Yeah, were, you ma- were you trying to make a joke? It was almost like I was making a joke, yeah. Did anyone else get it? Probably, somewhere out there. Let us know. Leave a comment <laughs> down below if you got that joke. I thought it was pretty pretty simple, pretty out there, pretty easy for everyone to see, but apparently not. So let me know in the comments by uh, uh, give me a kiss. No, give me so a kiss in the comments. Dead space. No yeah. kisses. Smoochy up. <laughs> Come give me those kisses. Ooh. Virtual <laughs> Jez, Jez says, no, please. <laughs> uh, yes, nah, it was really cool. Dead Space is phenomenal, and it set a bit of a trend for horror-themed space, thriller, jump scares, things like that. Very, very cool. Uh, I really dug the uh, minimal heads-up display. So you got, just allowed a little bit of extra immersion with not counters and health bars all over your screen. It was very cool. Can I, um, can I admit something to you? Yes. I was thinking just the other day, you know, I don't think I know what HUD stands for. And it's you a just heads said, up display. And you just said twit. heads up display. And I went, oh. Are you kidding me? You <laughs> I'm not kidding. Hud's... <gasps> you heard it here now. Ben just learned. Jen... Ben was today old. Fake gamer. Fake gamer, and he everyone. what HUD was stood for. <laughs> I knew it stood for something, but I didn't realize it was heads up display. There you go. Heads up displays came from uh, aircraft. Yeah, right. They, uh, they would have. Cool. They would. They would have a little glass screen in front of the, like fighter aircraft and stuff like that, would have a glass screen in front of the cockpit mm-hmm. that would have information that uh, was shined onto it, like a uh, tracking target stuff. Like Tron. Sure. Cool. Love Tron. How good is yeah. Tron? <laughs> there you go. Uh, did you know? Did you know? Creator Glenn Schofield drew inspiration from the video game Resident Evil 4. Good place. And films including Event Horizon and Solaris. You seen Event Solaris? Hor- no, but Event Horizon, dude. Oh, yeah. So good. Really? Sam Neill in a spa- sci-fi horror film. Oh wow! Man, it is so. Have you not seen Event Horizon? No. Jazz, how well do you do with like horror and gore? I don't. I don't really. All right. I'm not interested. One night when Jazz is not home, watch Event Horizon. It is terrifying. All right. Speaking of terrifying, uh, this next game that is now retro. Persona 4 came out July 10, 2008. 
the player name protagonist is a high school student who moved into the countryside for a, uh, from the city for a year. During his year-long stay, he becomes involved in investigating mysterious murders with a group of friends while harnessing the power to summon a physical manifest, uh, manifestation of their psyches known as a PERSONA! <laughs> Uh, the design of Inaba is based on a town on the outskirts of Mount Fuji, which is pretty cool. That um, is pretty cool. I remember reading a uh, uh, an interview with the uh, game director the YouTube, the where they had a lot of arguments over where the, what the town was going to be. And okay. they just took bits of this, that, and everything and all smushed it together. They didn't want it to be a, a typical retro town. like uh, Sorry, not retro. What's the name? Uh, uh, r- rural town. The other R word. Uh, so they, they ended up creating this one based on Mount Fuji, uh, towns at the base of Mount Fuji. Nice. And having stayed in one of those towns, yep. yeah, they're creepy as hell. Oh, really? Like, uh, But is it creepy because of things like this? Well, I've or not played things Persona. things like this based on the fact that they are creepy? No, I've not played Persona no, when I went it's there. No, but it's a common... So, I don't know. So, we arrived, right? We arrived late at night because we missed uh, the train and we caught it the last bus to this one foot. Like, we, all we were told is at the base of Mount Fuji. Yeah. And we arrived at like two o'clock in the that, morning. I feel like that's a big area because the base goes like, you know, all yeah. the way around yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, we were on the opposite side that isn't the tourist side, isn't oh. the pretty side. Uh, and it was pitch black and we had we finally found our Airbnb. So, went in, went to bed. Next day, we went exploring and it is literally one road, right? <laughs> and there was deep fog everywhere like you couldn't see anything and we're going well we're supposed to be able to see fuji can't see it anymore i think it's up over there on it um and then we sort of went up to this shrine and it was just deadly silent not even crowing. that sounds wicked and you you've got it was like a silent hill film you're walking through the the shrines and and the forest and and then you we went down and walking through this one street town a couple of shops here a couple of shots there Uh, i went to an old video rental store and got a mr tingle ds game for eight dollars or something (laughs) it was great mr mr tingle from zelda oh okay uh and then um so while i was was in there i was in there probably half an hour or so came out when i came out the fog lifted and there's mount fuji right in front of me like this massive gigantic (laughs) mountain i'm like what the hell? <laughs> like, it was amazing. Cool. So Silent Hill. But very Silent Hill and very, like, the, you see these tropes in, in Japanese games and mm. they're all totally real. So, yeah, those rural towns really are creepy, but they're a lot of fun to investigate as well. Uh, did you know there was a live stage production of Persona 4? Called Visual Live Persona 4, it took place from March 15 to 20 in 2012, with the audience naming the main protagonist, played by actor Total Baba. So I think that's pretty good, because obviously in the game, you name your player, who you're playing as. So they just got the audience to name it, to continue on with the the story. That is cool. That is cool. Floppy. Uh, Next one up, coming out November 7th in 2008, was Gears of War 2, this bad boy right here. Uh, highly regarded as the best of the Gears of War franchise. Why? I think it was just because it came out, it was fresh in number one, and they just did more of the same, but refined it. I think... It's if why I'm, the sequels are always better. I primarily. think. I might be wrong, because this is going off of memory, but I think this is the one where Horde mode came in. Oh, right. Which was the multiplayer mode where you would gather around with your friends and just uh, have... Ever-growing hordes and waves of, uh, of bad dudes, the locusts and that coming at you. And they're I all think wearing... This is this one. No, I'm not going to go there. Don't go there. Uh, so the cog, which... Oh, I Cost can't of re- goods. 
Yeah, the cost of goods, mm-hmm. uh, or the COG, known uh, who are these guys fight for, uh, continues its fight against the Locust, who are attempting to sink all of the cities on the planet Sarah. Uh, on its release weekend, Gears of War 2 sold over 2 million copies on the weekend. Oh, over a weekend? Over a week, on its release weekend. And within two months of release, had sold 4 million copies. It was the seventh best-selling video game of 2009 and received several accolades. Do you know how many copies uh, Pokemon um, Broken Game sold? No. came out? Too many. 20 million over the weekend. That is ridiculous. 20 million. Well, this is is 15 years ago. Oh, I know. I'm just saying that, like, Mm. yeah, it's ridiculous Um, that that game has that power. The game received similar praise as its predecessor, uh, but with the new gameplay and multiplayer mode seen as outstanding additions. So yeah, I am almost 100% positive that this is where Horde mode came in, which is was a huge, huge uh, well, multiplayer know, aspect of this game. That can be the did you know, because I forgot to write something for it. Did you know this was the game that Horde mode was first in? I think. <laughs> we think. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was here. Did you know we think? In the live chat, if I'm wrong, please bark it out. Give me a kiss. Give, give Floppy a big old smoochie. I'm all right for that. Jazz, can I have kisses? No, go no. on. Oh. Don't even think about it. Why don't I get him? Because. Not even from Jazz. I was asking Jazz's permission to be able to get kisses from I'm the live audience. I'm on to you, Floppy. Yeah, that's okay. You can have Thank it. you, Jazz. You knew you knew Jazz was on the, the keys tonight and you bought your <laughs> sexy little hat in. <laughs> <laughs> my, my summer hat. Okay, so coming up... Uh, what I think is probably the most uh, important game that came out in 2008. Don't even um, know this game. We've talked about it before. It'll refresh your mind. All right. I've got a terrible memory. Uh, so this game is super important in gaming history. It's an independent game released August 6th, 2008 called Braid. Now, for those of you who aren't aware of it, uh, the story is Tim is a man searching for a princess who has been snatched by a horrible and evil monster. His relationship with this princess is vague at best, and the only clear part of this relationship is that Tim has made some sort of mistake which he hopes to reconcile or, if possible, erase. I'm going to spoil this game now. Okay. Three, two, one. In the final level, in which everything but Tim moves in reverse, it depicts the princess escaping from a knight and working together with Tim to surpass (gasps) obstacles and meet her home. (gasps) Is she going back? Tim is suddenly locked out of the house and as time progresses forward now, it reverses Tim's actions. The events show the princess running from Tim, who you're playing as, uh, setting traps that he is able to evade until she is rescued by the knight. (gasps) Tim is revealed to be the monster from whom the princess is running. Following completion of the game, the player finds additional texts that explain the story. Oh, I can't play that. That's horrifying. Uh, So basically... You're, you're playing a stalker. Oh. <laughs> it's revealed, yeah, that you're stalking. if you didn't know that. Yeah, you're stalking the princess and she's running away from you because you will not leave her alone. <laughs> wow, you're a bad person. Yeah. Uh, so this, I believe, was the first game to use the ability to reverse time or rewind even after you're dying. So what did this come out on? Uh, this was Xbox 360 on the arcade. Wow. Digital I, only release. The, I see, I... I Saw this and I was like, oh, I don't know what that is. That's made me like, I need to play this game. There's actually a really good documentary. I forgot. I think it's called Indie Game, a documentary that was on Netflix. I'm not sure if it is now, but it uh, went into the dev of this game and the devs of Super Meat Boy or Meat okay. Boy. And it followed them as their um, lead up to it being released on wow. um, 
Xbox. Really good documentary, actually. Indie Game the Movie. Thank you, Michael Towns, in the live chat. Uh, did you know <clears throat> Raid is considered... Raid or Braid? It's Braid. I left out the B. Braid is considered... I like that you still read it like that, <laughs> even though you wrote it. Braid is considered the definitive title that launched wide interest in independently developed video games starting around 2008 and onwards. Huh. Suda51 even stated that playing Braid made him want to try making a 2D title. That's really cool. Yeah, so this game is super influential. Um, I've not played all of it. I've only played some of it. It's not... I don't really like the look of it personally it's not oh, my really? type of I, art style i do like the look of it uh but it is so important uh they've released some physical art copies and you know uh game of the year editions and whatnot that you can pick up but yeah really really important jazz what do you think about the art style of this game it's all right i was gonna say he looks like he's got inspiration from the doctor the doctor from one of the doctors the eighth doctor. doctor who yep he, he does very much look like the eighth doctor who is the eighth doctor I knew you were going to ask that. I, I oh, can't look, remember I know his name. Number four. Number four, Tom Baker. Everyone else, don't matter. No, they do matter. Uh, I, I, I've forgotten his name. It, it's the eighth Doctor. It's Is the it one like... in the movie. It's the one in the movie with uh, Julia Roberts. Um, Paul McGann. Thank you, Nintendovania. Oh, Paul McGann. Uh, yes, Paul McGann's a, a good old Doctor. Um, yeah, Julia Roberts' brother played the master in that. It was an awful film. But he's since redeemed you talk, himself. What film are you talking about? The Doctor Who film that came out in the 90s. I didn't know there was one. Yeah, I didn't know McCormick. there was one. It's really bad. Bad bad film. Oh. It's oh, a shame. But we have been Hack the Dino. This has been our gaming cast where we bring you the uh, past, present and future of video games, news, previews and discussions. But we couldn't be doing this without our beloved Patreons. Floppy, yes, why don't you tell us about our Patreons? Well, they're wonderful people. They are. They're fantastic people. They, uh, they help us out. They support us. They support they the show. They do. By watching... Yep. By sharing. And they have names. They do. What are those names? Um, that is, I would like to say thank you to Ash Knight, Karen Knight, Dylan the Villain, Triple Indy, Mike Towns, Game Boy Dad. Game Boy Dad. And if you would like your name read out to us or see your name or whatever scrolling along the bottom of, of the screen that you can see there for all the people watching on youtube.com backslash hackthedino or twitch.tv backslash hackthedino, you can go to hackthedino.com. Click on the little P right up the top <laughs> and be part of our Patreon patronage parade. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you can get access to our exclusive Patreon Discord where you can do such fun things as uh, watch me come second in our Fantasy Critic again and, and lose my crap. Uh, and also get ex <laughs> exclusive access to Brayden because Brayden doesn't talk anywhere but in, in, <laughs> in Patreon. In the Patreon Discord, not yeah, the regular one. Not the regular so one. you want to talk to Brayden, come on into the Patreon Discord. But if you don't have any money to help out and throw away, not a problem. Uh, you can help us by telling a friend or two. Uh, you can tell it by sharing some of our videos, liking our videos, leaving us a review on Spotify or on uh, Instagram or on any podcast apps, leaving a, uh, a five-star review and a comment. And if you leave a five-star review and a nice comment, we'll read them out on the show because we're nice. We are. Not, well, no, we're nice. Yep. We're good people. I try to be. That's a lie. I go actively out of my way to screw everyone over at every opportunity. Speaking of screwing everyone over, uh, some Patreons are going to be getting a special little dino more. So in our hot little hands... I don't know floppy. if you can tell, but this is actually a 20-sided die. It is. It's a D20. Floppy and I have D20s. Jazz, do you have a D20 in your hand? Yes. Yeah. What colour is it? Blue. Jazz Blue. has got a D20. We've got D20s. In our Dino More exclusive post show, which uh, Patreons at specific levels can either watch live and join in or watch later on as a VOD... 
We're going to be doing something called a role-playing story. Choose your own dungeon. Never been done before. And it hasn't really been thought of. It's something I came off with the top of my head. I'm going to play around with it. If it works, I'll workshop it a bit more. If it doesn't, we'll never speak of it again. But if you want access to that, head on over to hackthedino.com, click on the Patreon, join us, come in, be, be fun, have, have a good time, and uh, give us high fives, the crispest of high fives. Do it. But Floppy, this isn't all we do. No, it's not. What, what do you do? Uh, Menace to Society. Yep. Do you, do you, do you post anything? Anywhere? Well, I do. I post all my Menace to Society goings on on Instagram. Yep. Do you uh, want to let the police know about where that is? Well, No. Oh, sure. Okay, I won't talk to I do another Instagram too. It's called okay. Floppy Plays Games. Good, good. Uh, it's where I post all of my pickups, finds, games that I like, things that I love mm. related to gaming. Yep. Uh, one of my latest ones yeah. was I got a pickup this week with um, Code Veronica mm-hmm. for the PS2, mm-hmm. which is one of the Resident Evil games that I need for my Resident Evil collection. Nice. And uh, Manhunt. Manhunt? On PS2. The dating sim? Sure. Cool. Cool. <laughs> uh, I also do stuff over at Instagram. Uh, in, in fact, uh, if Jazz was at the screen, she could probably type in Instagram.com backslash Mr. Benjamin <laughs> to bring up my Instagram Subtle. so we could see it. I mean... I've got Miss... Oh, hang on. <laughs> so I put on there all of uh, the stuff I find out and about in the wild, wild west of the world. Sure. Uh, it's basically a, a copy of all the stuff I picked up for insurance purposes. Uh, what have I picked up lately? There's the Admiral bar I got today. Uh, Blazing Skies I got for $20. Uh, Blazing Skies is cool. Not a bad, not a bad pickup. It's a shmup, isn't it? Uh, a little shooty Yarp. shooty. Uh, Blazing Skies, cool little game there. You can also see the e-reader cards that I got as part of my collection. Uh, and then there's just a video of, of some of my stuff, some of my things. Uh, if you are looking for a place to rob... <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't dox me. Uh, and there's, yeah, there's the other cards that I got with the other games. Pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. Pretty great things. If you type in Floppy Plays Games there, Jazz... Oh, I wouldn't bother. Wow. Yeah, what's the point? Like, really? I mean, you, you've had your bit. Had your turn. Rough. You, 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 you weren't uh, quick enough to... to you little bit jello, mate. ...to jump on the old badgering bad wagon that is me. A little bit, little bit jello. Why am I jello? Just go... Look at that. Look at that. Oh, that's another thing I got this week uh, is the, the Bioshock Collector's Edition. If you can click on that. Yeah, there we go. And then flick through some of those. This was a, this was a gift. A from gift? A friend, from a friend. I got the Bioshock 2 Collector's Edition. Wow. It is minty fresh. Wow. And uh, it's funny because at the last fair that we were at, mm. I was eyeing off one of those for that was being sold for more than I would have been comfortable paying with, but I almost did it anyway. Wow, really? Yeah, I almost did it. And then uh, my closest ones from today uh, was the Code Veronica and the Manhunt in that first pick. Yeah, there. So I picked those up today. Nice. All complete with manuals and I was really, really stoked. And then finally, you can head on over to Instagram.com backslash Bad Game Arts. That's Bad Game Art with an S on the end because Bad Game Art was already taken by some dude who hasn't used his account in four years. And I messaged him <laughs> and he wouldn't message me back and give me his goddamn account. But that doesn't matter. Bad Game Arts, where I put up some of the worst and most cringy art of uh, the early 90s and, and early 2000s. Um, Jazz... Can we get your uh, your reaction to some of this awesome art? Jazz is an artist, like a right proper artist. Yeah, I've seen Jazz's art. So if you want to just it's click on one, really good. Click on one at, a, at random there, Jazz, and just just tell us your, your thoughts. What do you think about the light sources in this fantastic game called The Detective for the Commodore sixty four? 
Mm. Light sources, plural. Yeah. How many light sources are there? There's a few. <laughs> <laughs> what it's, you, what not, it's not terrible. It's actually more like where his head is placed. What's wrong with his, with his um, head? It looks like he's, he's got a floating head. Well, he does. There's a random jacket, and then there's like a floating gun, and that's the that's the twist. It's three people standing in the same spot. He's just, it's a bit. Look at his spine. Look at that mystery man's spine. Yeah. How how good scoliosis? <laughs> I don't know. And click on another one, Jazz. Just 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 one more. There might be. Bring up, bring it. There you go. What do you think of old Karnov there? Ah. Do you like necks? Because <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> do you like muscles that don't actually exist? Do you like really dumb moustaches? <laughs> the moustache is the best bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Yeah. And, and and one more, one more. Let's one have more. Uh, pick it. What's that? Just pick. Just. Oh, the one to the left. Yeah, that one. What do you think about Sonya Blade's spine? Yeah, that, that's not how that works. What about Kano's <laughs> big ass forehead? <laughs> Why does he look like a Dick Tracy villain? <laughs> <laughs> They're actually not that bad. Are you kidding me? They're not well. Completely just made all of Ben's uh, work redundant. It's, <laughs> it's done by someone very enthusiastic that just hasn't done any. It's done by failed comic book artists. <laughs> it's done by the no. uh, bloody uh, intern. Oh crap, kid! We need a cover. Quick, no, draw something. It's just yeah, it's it's a, it's not that bad. <laughs> So if you want to check out uh, some of the not bad, bad game arts, head on over to <laughs> hackthedino.com and, and click on the thing that's there, I think. It's if not, kind of all right. I don't mind it. Instagram, yeah. that's good because I've got a 20-foot uh, poster blown up. It's going to hang above our bed. It's more like there's, there are different sizes as well as they come forward to, which is... Well, Kano must be very forward with that forehead. Um, yeah. <laughs> but we've been Hack the Dino. This has been our gaming cast. We, we would like to thank you from the bottom of our hearts where all the cholesterol uh, lives. From the cockles of our hearts. That's it. Uh, and uh, would like to leave you with these parting words, Floppy. Uh, tuberculosis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, management. Manage your black lung. Yep. Uh, no, plethora. Mm-hmm. Manage your black lung. Great words. These are excellent words. Take these words and and and, and, and keep them close to your heart. Yeah. Keep just just above the, the oh. left ventricle. Cockle. Cockle. Yep, that's a good Where word. Say, like cockle as in fishing cockle? Or, sure. Or whatever it is in regards to heart. Because we only know that word from the Dennis Leary Arsehole song. Correct. The cockles of your heart. So um, you know, we're uh, a bit, bit oh, out. another good word is mm. uh, menagerie. Oh I know that's where three people sort of get Together. Yeah. Mena- sure. Menagerie. menagerie. Yeah. What about quidnunk? Which one? What's a quidnunk, Jazz? It's someone, it's like a brown noser type person. Like, it's someone that puts puts their nose in other people's business. Mm. In, when it into has other people's to what? With them. In their, right up in their business. Yeah. Right up it's, in their business. It's not a nice name. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's basically a brown noser. So that's quidnunk is something for everyone to learn. It's a new word. We're done. Okay. <laughs>